episode 71 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast's Bladder Chatter. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Good morning. Bladder Chatter is our fortnightly installation where we let our Terrorvision Ouija board pick topics for us and we just basically chat about it. Uh, but before we jump into anything like that, we just want to thank everyone who uh, interacts with us over on our socials, people like Sarah Sullivan, Patrick Roberts, Dave Kudruff, Karen Knight. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone else who we've probably not mentioned. You're fantastic. We, yes, we love you all. We do. We love all of the support. Um, but yes, Dan, how's your week been? It's been all right. It's been we, all right? Uh, yeah, just been cruising along, doing my thing. I actually, um, this week for my fun fact, mm-hmm. I uh, it's not really a fact, this is more shit that I've done. Um, apart from building a birdhouse. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, I got into uh, modding games. Yes. So I found um, you can get quite cheaply nowadays. Uh, I got a, re- a Silent Hill PC version, and I have just been modding the hell out of it and just basically making it into a new game. So yep. the community is crazy who do this stuff. stuff. So I installed the game. Super easy. Then um, because, you know. Uh, I started modding it, so there was one, you know, to mod the textures. There's one there to mod the uh, the, the videos, the FMVs and stuff like that to up jazz them. There was one to make it into widescreen. There was one to make it into to be able to use an Xbox controller. There was, you know, everything. Yep. There was one that did all the menus again. There was one that gave it audio into 7.1 surround sound, and I did all that. And by the end, I got to say, I put it on, and I was like, oh my god, this is a great this. This is such a good version of this game. And I'm like, I haven't played Silent Hill 2. Yep. I say it was 2? It was number 2. Yeah. Um, since I, they did like a HD remaster on the old, you know, uh, on the PlayStation 3. 3. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't very good. It was a bit, it was a bit janky and stuff like that. And um, I, and the first time around I played it was in that, in that era of I never finished anything. Yeah. Like, you know, I would get to a point where I didn't know what to do and I'd just give up. Yep, that like sounds like me. Thing. Yeah, That's me and, but nowadays games. I find, you know, I want to get through, especially the classics that are still banging around. There's mm. so many of these, like, rad mod things that are going, like communities and stuff like that. The, I mean, though they did, like, the, you know, the Half-Life one recently. They redid Half-Life and called it Black Mesa. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. Like, you know, that remake, it's, you can just get it on the Steam. It's like you pay 20 bucks and you got the whole thing. But, yeah, I got this one. Um, it, was, it wasn't the easiest thing to mod. Like, it was, it was easy enough, but like, it was just... Because basically, I thought I was smarter than the instructions. I was like, oh, no, you wouldn't put it in there. You'd put it into this folder, you know, this file. And I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, so then I, I had to delete the whole thing. Yep. Start again. Sure. And then be like, I'll just do what it says. Yeah. And it worked. Even yeah. though to me it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get into playing Silent Hill 2 again. Um, it's called the Enhanced Version. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't played it so long. And just to be able to, like, you know, jazz up those graphics and stuff and, you know, put proper mist in there and proper, like, it read us all the controls as well so, you know, make it more more modern in feeling. And I want them to do it to more games. I don't understand why they haven't brought out just more, like, remakes of those old games. Like Konami, I'm sure they could just... I mean, they did do the the, the, the thing version, but just do a, a build-up from, like, the ground. I mean, they did Resident Evil and that was wicked. Yeah. Like, those were really good versions. That was a, a full reimagining. But give Silent Hill that treatment. Yeah, why not? People love it. Try and make it scary. Don't cheese it up either. Like, try and make it scary. Well, I mean, Resident Evil, you know, it's very eerie, has its moments, and I find them to be a little boring for me. Well, Resident Evil is, like, but, more fun. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, Village, got I had guns. so much fun with Village. Oh, man. Village and Seven are the one, like, 
I mean, Seven is one of the best games of all time. It's up there, in my opinion, of, of horror games. Just this week um, on PlayStation, on Game Pass, that Visage, Visage, Visage mm-hmm. has just come up, and I might have a look at that. But I reckon I'm going to be into the Silent Hill because yeah. Silent Hill like, had moving camera at number two, I think, in some parts. Mm-hmm. Like you could make the whole town like photorealistic with the mist, and it looks so good. Like I mean, this one isn't that, but yeah. I also bought a puzzle box from you. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, we had the toy fair a couple of weeks ago. I sold a bunch of horror stuff and. Uh, one of the big ticket items was a proper Lament configuration box. Yeah, like um, made with like the proper, like, I don't know what wood it was. Not mahogany. No. I just want to say. <laughs> it's ma- a rich mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> um, yeah, and the metals, like, you know, brush metals on it and stuff. It's just like, I've already got, uh, you know, a puzzle box, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's as plastic and yeah. like from the back in the old days. And this one is it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, it's weighty, it's wooden, it's metal. It can pull you into hell. It can. Pull. Yeah, so it's from Trick or Treat Studios, which do a lot of prop stuff and masks and things. So it's, it's all official and it's really cool. So It's got a cool stand. It does. You love a good stand. Stands are the best. Yeah. What did you do? Well, I well, had well, a week well, off. Fun fact. My fun fact is I had a week off. Oh, shit. I know. I had a week off. You haven't had um, a week off in forever. In forever, yeah. I don't really consider a lockdown a week off, but... Um, yeah, no, I had a week off. It was really good. So uh, I unfortunately had a whooping cough vaccination on the Friday. So I was quite sort of sick Yeah, right. Um, for a couple of days because there's tetanus in it. So I was a little bit crook. But yeah, this week has gone by so fast. Does um, that mean tetanus? You can't get tetanus? Like it's like the tetanus? It yeah, I think it's well? like a booster for, for yeah, right. it. So for another 10 years. Um, but yeah, so my week was very, very packed. So obviously we're recording this like pretty quickly, but... From where I was, we had uh, I had family dinner um, for my mum's birthday. We had a toy fair. Uh, we had I, you know, caught up with people that I've been meaning to catch up with for ages. I'm picking all my house colours at the moment because we're building a house. So I, I had like one day where I was able to just sort of sit and watch movies, and I chose to watch uh, M Night Shyamalan's Old. And I kind of regretted that because yeah, it's a bit average. Cause, yeah, because that's based on a graphic novel called White Sand. Yeah. Um, is it White Sand? Sandcastles. Sandcastles. Sand yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. White Sand is like Brian Sanderson, whatever his name is. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't heard massively cool things about that film. No. It, like, there was some really cool... Is there a twist? Yeah, of course. There's a twist. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> there was a twist. Um, there was like a couple of really good moments in it. Like there's this one woman who has a calcium deficiency. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. But that was pretty cool. So she um, solves it by just drinking milk? Yes. Yes, she did. Movie done. It was great. Um, so yeah, I had a week off. It was great. And I kind of want another one. It's not going to happen. Why not? Do it. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks would be great. Two weeks. Do it. Anyway, this <laughs> I would love that, please. Uh, so this week, our Terrorvision Ouija board has decided that our topic of conversation is going to be our favourite zombie movies. No! Uh, so kicking off the craze in 1968, George A. Romero introduced us to the world of zombies with Night of the Living Dead. Man, that's early, eh? Yeah. 68. 68. What about that other one that was just called Zombie with an X? Zombie with an X? I don't know, Zombie with an X. There's... Fulci's zombie, 
which was 70s, I believe, 70s. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, which was great. Uh, This film has spawned uh, sequels, Dawn of, Day of, um, and then we cut to the 80s where we see a resurgence with the punk-riddled return of the Dead series, which is fantastic. Um, And then finally we sort of kick off into the 2000s with Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead, um, which brings in a new era of zombie movies for a new generation of moviegoers. Um, Since then, well, since 1968, there have been hundreds of comic books, TV series, and movies that explore the zombie genre as a whole. Yeah, we're just going to fucking pick at the scab of it. We are. (laughs) So I am opting to not talk about George A. Romero's Dawn of the Night of the Living Dead series um, or the Return of the Living Dead series. Let it be known that these are two of the best series of all time and we do not need to talk about it because they've been talked about so much over the years and we don't want to just be another let's talk about those ones. We've picked up a couple of our favourites, which is so strange. I mean, I love, like, you know, the shopping mall one and all stuff like that, but, like, anyone can talk about them. We want to try and talk about some of the ones that were – I mean, that was important to me. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. It felt really long that movie as yeah. a kid because it was set, set, and it wasn't. No. It was only like an hour and a half or whatever. But like, it felt like it was like a, an epic because it was like their a massive part of their lives was, it was yeah. over a long period of time. Um, and this is really strange as well because like I personally don't enjoy zombie films. I'm not someone who goes out and goes, "Yep, there's a new zombie film. I'm going to watch that one." They are my least favorite of all the genres. But this list was so easy to make. Yeah, I know. How, how's about that? Yeah, I, 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 I thought the same thing. Like, zombies, yeah, uh, all right. And then I was like, oh, hang on, hang on. Some of my favourite films have been zombie films. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to like, and I had to like, I doubled my list and then I just had to cull it back into ones that were kind of, I kind of made my list like just ones that were all kind of quite different to each other. Yeah, mine but, all as you know, have a, a, a wide variety, uh, you know, a big umbrella of the yeah. zombie genre, not just like, you know. The best of the best. Mine have a very similar sort of vibe to them. They're more comedies than they are comedy. <laughs> anything else. Would you like to kick us off? Yep, with a comedy. Yep. So, Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, uh, Edgar Wright, uh, director. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. We got, and, we, and, of course, we got Simon Pegg and uh, uh, Nick Frost, Frost. N- Nick Frost doing their thing in their, like, in their one of three films. Is that considered a trilogy? Like, yeah, so it was part of the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. It was the Cornetto trilogy. Um, Even though there's only one line in it once? Well, they put it in all the films. Oh, there a Cornetto on each one? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they, they make it part of the thing. So there was, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. At World's End I loved. Hmm. It, it was really weird because that, that shouldn't have, I shouldn't have loved it, but yeah. I really did. Yeah. It had that weird kind of like Doctor Who vibe, like science fiction to it. But it also had that really like kind of adorable storyline going through it of just basically the main character was a bit of a loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> Very and much it was so. like He was a believable loser. Yeah. He was like, yeah, what school shooters do when they don't shoot people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically. Pretty much. Anyhow, Sean of did. So, oh, man. Um, tell me, like, this film, like, so this... I was always excited about anything. I was obsessed with Spaced. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So, I know Spaced, yeah. So if people don't know what Spaced is, it was like, from in my opinion, uh, the first thing I saw of like Simon Pegg and all that crew kind of thing. Um, and then I went back and did like stuff like Big Train and stuff like I that. I love but, Big Train. The yeah. staring competitions. Yeah. I like the one where it's got the guys who always... He, like brings up his, uh, are you trying to say that I'm not married? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just always that scene, like that character that just always brings yep. up that he's not married. And the scene, the skit where he's trying to teach his son to ride a tricycle. 
Yeah. yeah. All of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Go watch Big Train. Go watch Big Train, uh, which is like their kind of breakout thing with all those. You, know, you look at it and all these people are in it that you're just like, I know all these characters, these actors, and now they do their own things. And now yep. they're all in this skip shirt here. Kind of like Saturday Night Live. You know, you always see those people. Anyway. Yeah. And then I went to like Space, which is about, which was, uh, you know, it's about like 20 somethings living in a share house. One, one of them's a skateboarder and a budding comic artist. Uh, the other one's a girl who wants to be a writer. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much everyone. Like, yeah. It was me and people. And I loved that. It had so many references to stuff that I thought only I was into kind of thing. And, you know, PlayStation references, movie references. And they've actually got on the DVD, they've got a homage meter oh, really? that you can put on as a, an overlay. And it tells you when there's a thing happening, what film it's homaging. Oh. And it's constant. Like every scene is just from... Basically, the whole show is made up of homages of the scenes of other movies. Like, yep. it's pretty crazy. Like, because heaps of them I just didn't even get as being, I didn't know it was a homage. Yep. Like, like, everything in that thing is. Anyhow, they created Shaun of the Dead, which follows, you know, Simon Pegg as a character. Um, Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm on it. And he, yeah, you know, he's like a, just a guy who works in retail and a zombie apocalypse happens. And basically, it's kind of like a commentary at first on like consumerism. Yeah, because how... well, everyone like it, it's him getting up and sort of not being aware of his surroundings at all. But everyone in his surroundings up there on their phone, they're in a, they're basically zombies anyway. Yeah. Um, and then they actually become zombies. zombies. And then he goes away, and he still doesn't. He notice. still has no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he gets to work, and it's only up to a certain point where he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and it starts off. The only problem with this film is it gets too serious about halfway through. Yeah. I do like that they meet, uh, as a, you know how you've got your group in a zombie movie and you know, one of them's always going to turn into it and one of them's going to do that. And they meet another group. Yeah, so which, it's their exact like uh, polar opposite group as well. Surviving it, which are all actors from all their other shit, like people yep. from Space and Big Train. And, like, um, I think Bernard Black's in there from yes. Black Books. Yes, and, like, he is. Um, uh, Dylan Moran. Uh, what's his name from Little Britain is in it as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. So that's another group and another yeah. another film that's happening. And they just <laughs> hi, how you going? Just cross paths. <laughs> just shit like that's in it. The bit where they're like throwing the records into the zombies, like you know, they're just using anything as a weapon. Oh, like, that's great! All I was that like, wait, shit... wait, not that one. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, all that shit's so good. But then as soon as it kind of like as soon as they get to the bar, the Winchester, and it starts to get serious with his mum and that, I'm yeah. like, ah, just. I just wanted that funness to maintain its way all through the film. Like, and I think that whole trilogy, it kind of does that in all three of the films, actually. It gets yeah. serious in the last quarter of every one. Did Hot Fuzz get serious? Yeah, it no. did. Yeah. It did? Yeah. Um, and I yeah, think that- it maintained more of a comedy to it. But yeah, it got pretty serious. Yeah. And um, the, uh, the World's End one, it, that kind of gets serious, but also... The ridiculousness of the story, though, pulled a bit out of it because it's so stupid at the end. It's like, even though it is serious and he's like having a breakdown of like, you know, everyone left him and went and did their lives and he just stayed. He wanted to stay what they were and they grew apart from him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead, man, like, it's got some good gore in it. It's got good jokes in it. It's a homage to, it's, it's, they're, they always work in homages these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, that bit, though, I always remember that. When Nick Frost's character is on the couch and he's like asleep, and he goes, "I'm going out. You want anything?" And in his sleep, he just says, "Cornetto." Yeah. <laughs> Get me a Cornetto. I'd never, I even saw Cornetto's referenced. 
yep. in anything up until that point. Yeah, they do it in Hot Fuzz. They do it in World's End as well. Oh, I have to like, look out for that. What's your other one? All right. So my first one I've gone uh, is Train to Busan. Ooh, so this is a Korean, Korean film from 2016 uh, directed by Yeon Sung-ho. Um, and it's basically just like these people who are boarding a train as like a bullet train to Busan. Um, like a Shinkansen. And while this is happening, zombies sort of happen. And yeah, while they're on the train. While they're on the train. So they now need to survive on this bullet train going to Busan, which is meant to be free of zombies. Um, so they need to survive on this train with the next carriage is full of zombies. Now, the thing with these zombies is once it's dark, they sort of lay dormant for a little bit until they're kind of woken up. So at one point they're like putting water and newspapering up um, so that they can't see in, there's nothing to eat, they just sort of go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of the schnitt. Like every film has to have its like, like little zombie rule, which makes it, it pull, pulls it apart from the other ones. I, yeah. I don't know. The serious ones, I mean, like Shaun of the Dead didn't. No. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was a thing for a long time. There was like a, a six or seven year period where they added new zombie rules in to make mm-hmm. it like yeah, modernize it up and stuff like that. We'll get into some of those like bangs. But yeah, the whole thing was that the. Yeah, if it was dark and they couldn't see what they were going to eat, they just didn't care. Yeah, if there was nothing to eat, they, they just... they had all these, like, tense scenes of walking through them. Yeah, like this... they had to get through. Um, there were characters in this as well, so it's basically set around this father and his little daughter, and it's heartbreaking. And as it progresses, it sort of becomes more and more like, oh, my God, I think I actually, like... You know, crying. Twirled up. Yeah, little little bit of cries at the end. Um, but this is it's brutal. Um, you know, the the, the zombie kills, they're all brutal. The zombies look amazing, is which is exactly what you want. It's fucking terrifying. I have seen this film. Uh, the only I thing, think I watched it with you. Yeah, the only thing yeah. I remember in it is like a window scene where the window comes out and they're on the other side of the window, the zombies, but like the window's protecting them. Yeah. That's all I can remember. And I remember I really enjoyed it, but I can't get the nitty gritty details out in my head, which is it's always a. That's just how I roll. They did a prequel movie animated, um, which I can't for the life of me remember what it's called right now. And then they've just done a sequel, sequel. live action sequel called Pacific. Yeah, I don't think I that's seen that. accurate. But I'm always skeptical of like, right? Because uh, that went that went quite well. Like, Road to Busan, uh, Train to Busan, went mm. like, you know, everyone's like, oh, cool, cool, new new vibe on the zombie genre kind of thing. I'm like, okay, here's another another vibe on it. But it was, it was cool. Yeah, it was very violent. Yeah, you like that? I like I what well, no. I like my I like I don't like I don't mind the violence in zombie films, but I always like my zombie carnage. Yes. I, you, I don't want to see people being eaten. I want to see zombies being destroyed. Destroyed in, in creative ways. Yeah, yeah, you really need the creative ways. And there's a whole bunch of films out there I and I'm going to do it just probably I'll just do it off the top of my head at the end of the episode, a, you know, an honorable mention to some other ones that I remember through my life. But my second one is there in no particular order either? Sure. Um, I'm going to get into is one of my favourite films of all time, Brain Dead. Yep. New Zealand, bloody Peter Jackson, <laughs> going fucking ham. Now we have banged on. We've done whole episodes on Brain Dead and stuff like that. Uh, it was the toss up between Brain Dead and Bad Taste. Yep. So, but Brain Dead is clearly the more zombie film kind of thing. Where in the end, Bad Taste they end up the zombies end up being aliens or whatever it is. I can't remember. Yep. Um. But yeah, brain dead. Oh god! Like this is like the cream of the crop of zombie violence. This has like one of those, which I think all horror films should have. Like the ending, like carnage scene. Like you know, Dawn of the Dead hat. Uh, not Dawn of the Dead. Um, Dusk Till Dawn has it. 
Brain Dead has it. Those films that just have that one scene, which is the fucking cracker. Yeah. But then again, this one also has like the cemetery scene, and there's so many like good scenes in this film. But they really just went fucking ham on that end scene. Oh, yes. There's like that one bit where, like, there's so much blood he can't run and he's like, yeah. he has to, like, navigate his way across a hole treading on, like, bits of bodies of people to get over the blood fucking... There's so much blood on the ground. That is very accurate, though. So you imagine you've just... There's blood on the floor. It's going to be slippery. He goes... Yeah. Oh, he just gone through... No, that wasn't before that. He runs through a room with a fucking lawnmower. Yeah. Of a whole crowd of people. Like, there is like him. This is, and this is all practical effects. Mm -hmm. This is like building whole bodies of blood and gore and actually running through them with a lawnmower and shit. You see it all. There's bone shatters, like fucking arms crunching out. And not to mention that, there's like. I mean, I do find there's, like, one or two scenes in this film that are quite boring, mm -hmm. like, where they're just pushing the story along, like... Yeah. Um, but as soon as it kind of... It's got, like, a really slow start to it. But yes. The first half is slow. It's still got some funny scenes in it, and so there's, like, there's always gore and gross shit in it. But then there's, like, the baby scene, like, in the park. There's the cemetery scene with the fucking... The priest, like, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> and then, like, the end, whole fucking end of the film, the last quarter of the film. like, And then you've got that New Zealand accents. You've got all that shit that we just fucking love. And, oh, man, like, I didn't think they'll ever make a more gorier, like, practical effect film i don't think there's anything that's no more full-on but still maintains that horror comedy evil dead 2 kind of vibe to it like it's crazy how good it is like that film yeah and i don't understand why every horror person doesn't love it well i don't know like i mean i suppose i've never met anyone who doesn't like it no i've never met anyone who doesn't like it. it's one of those films like you can like it or hate it but you fucking appreciate what it has done for the horror genre yeah, and it's pure zombies as well. Yeah. And, oh, man. Oh, oh man. Like this, <laughs> that film like, changed me. wonder where. I had a poster of it. I might put that up in here you somewhere. You should put it up in here. It'll be I great. I thought I had. I don't know where it is. Um, nah. But, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Brain Dead. And I think it's called Dead Alive in America. Yes, because there's already another film called Brain Dead. In but the America. Dead Alive version isn't uh, is very very cut. Mm. Like the last scenes, uh, they take out some jokes that are about pedophiles. They take out a necrophilia joke. Yep. Um, which and stuff like that, which is like oh, a bit weird. Just stop. Just it has don't. Good, it has weird characters in it. Like you know, you got the the part the preacher. You got the like, the greaser guy who's like. Man, his character, he gets like, every part of him becomes a character. Even his guts comes out, you remember, and becomes a character. Like yeah. his internal organs are... Making its way around. Yeah, like a big slimy monster. The top half of him is a character. His bottom half is a character. And then they get pulled apart the legs and then they're to get... And it's just like, whoa. Everything about that film is perfect. Oh, man. And yeah, the, the continuity in it is crazy at the end. Like, you know, every scene is affecting another scene and stuff like that. But yeah, whew. Brain dead. We've only got a couple of films in. We're only halfway through the episode. So good. Uh, so my next one is Cooties, 2014, directed by Carrie Mernion and Jonathan Milot. Um, Cooties. <laughs> so this is a comedy film. It stars Elijah Wood, Alison Peel, Rain Wilson, and uh, one of my most hated people in the world, Jack McBrayer. Who's Jack McBrayer? Um, from 30 Rock. Kenneth? Yeah. Uh, no? The nah. Page? 
No. No? Okay, that's fine. Um, so basically it's like it's it's summertime, summer school. These teachers are there to teach a bunch of kids. Um, unfortunately, somewhere along the line, there's some bad chickens that go into a factory. They get pressed up into nuggets. Nuggets are infected. They go into this school. Kids eat them. Kids become infected. And it's basically these teachers trying to get out of this school that is now filled and locked in with children zombies. Is it just pure comedy? It is pure comedy. We've got a lot of really good... A um, lot of good gore, a lot of good scenes. Um, this one main zombie kid, Patriot, he's such a shit. And he's like the kind of kid that needs to be like smacked. Um, I know. I, they're not, yeah, not allowed to smack kids. No, you can't But there is kids. one or two that do deserve it in yes. real life. Um, he, is, he is that kind of kid. Um, and yeah, so this film is just, it was one of those like random finds on, I think, maybe Stan or something. We're like, well, it's a zombie film. We like all these actors. Let's give it a go. Um, of course, Lee Wan Nell's in it as well. Um, the guy that did uh, Saw. He plays a teacher as well. He's very sensitive. And it's just these teachers trying to sort of navigate around all these children without, you know, you, what do you do when there are zombie children? You can't hurt children. you got to sort of find a way around it. Um, meanwhile, while they're trying to get out, this one zombie kid, Patriot, is at his every... His name's Patriot? His name oh is my. Patriot. And at every and you turn... you know who his parents are. Like, yes. Yeah. And yes. anyone who names their kid Patriot? Yep. Every twist and turn, he's there trying to fuck them up, trying to stop them from getting out. Um, this is definitely so much fun. I do want to do this as an episode um, in the very near future. So Yeah, I haven't seen it. I really want to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who doesn't like Elijah Wood? Yeah, he's a weird dude, isn't he? He Well, he's got his Hobbit money, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, and he's really proved that with, like, Swiss Army Man. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in Swiss Army Man. That oh, was, that was the other that guy. That was Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. whoops. Yeah. yeah, they both both of them are exactly the same now. They pretty much are. One's got Potter money, one's got Rings money, and mm-hmm. they just do their art films now. Yeah, they're And happy. I always get them confused because of that reason. And they're both meek little men. They do look very similar. Yeah, I've always got them confused. And yes. I just did it live on a podcast about movies. <laughs> <laughs> Two actors completely. That's fine. So, yeah, check out Cooties. I will. I will. I will. My next one is, um, it's, this is kind of just like, this one had a good effect on me. Um, it's the Dawn of the Dead remake. Is yeah. it Snyder? Yep. So I didn't realise that was Snyder until like just as I was like doing a little bit of research on this kind of thing. Um, the reason I like this one is that there was a big lull. There was no zombie stuff forever. Um, there hadn't been anything in ages. Walking Dead had just started, like as in the comic series. So yep. we're not even talking about the, the TV series here. So the zombies were starting to like raise their ugly heads again out of the graves. And... Um, yeah, uh, Snyder decided he was going to make Dawn of the Dead. Number to this point, had he made Watchmen at this point? I can't remember. I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so he kind of like, he, yeah, he, he had that, uh, he's got that filmmaking style. I mean, I, I didn't like the new one. What was it? Army like, of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Something. It was cool, but like in the first 10 minutes, and then it just wore, wore, hard, wore thin on me. Anyway, Dawn of the Dead, though, the remake. I don't know what year it was from. Do you? 2004, I believe. 2004. Uh, the opening of this movie is what made this film for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the cinema. I remember I was, I was in there. I was in the Cinemarette um, because we used to get like, back in the day, we used to get uh, the comic shop I worked for. We had advanced screenings and it was at the like, whatever company it was, Paramount Cinema, Cinemarette that's in the, in, um, in Adelaide. It's yep. this tiny room. It just has chairs in it and all the people there. I was there with Wilsey. 
she was already drunk. She's always that. Yeah. She was already drunk. It was like nine in the, and these were always like at eight at nine in the morning. You yeah. Had to get to this cinema at, uh, and stuff like that. So we're sitting there and watching it, and it comes on, and it opens with that fucking Johnny Cash song that fucking the, when the man comes around kind yeah. of thing. And I already knew that song, and I was like, sick. I like this song. Um, you know, and it just it, it does that whole thing of just giving you the whole story. Um, of what's happened up until this point without having to go through the whole thing of the zombie outbreak, which I do like zombie outbreak films. But, yeah. and yeah, it got to the point, and I was just like, fuck, that was sick. Like that, like just that title sequence. I was like, that, I am 100% down. I know what's happening. I know the vibe of it. I know what people are feeling and stuff like that. And then it has this opening scene with this lady in bed and her wakes up and the daughter. It's not even the daughter. It's like the neighbor girl. Oh, so the neighbor's daughter. It's the neighbor's daughter. Yeah, like that. So they're working, they're like the neighbor. She's just in the fucking house. In their bedroom, and yeah, the, all that shit happens. And there's this scene. She gets out, and it has this scene of like the whole neighborhood. Like, um, actually, that is like, this is like the uh, uh the, the that's kind of the day zero, isn't it? Mm. So it has the day zero. It cuts back, and um. Yeah, and the scene of her just going down the neighbourhood, it had that really, it was like it was in the Matrix, that film mm. stock. It was like that greeny kind of, because it was like in the morning. And, you know, you had some really snidery shots, like cam- uh, shots on the back of cars where they're driving. So the car's not moving, but the background's moving and shit like that. Carnage happening. And I use that kind of film technique now. I mean, I don't know if it, like that, he kind of, I feel he popularised that kind of like, that long shot carnage shit that we, you know, where the old shit's breaking down and there's one big shot. I mean, mm. there was always, it was in like Children of Men and stuff like that. The fake long shots. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I just really liked that movie, that opening. And then, you know, it goes into it. Savini's in it. Yes. Uh, you know, they had that bit where they threw a gas bomb into the, you know, the zombie crowd. They really tried to go for like massive amounts of zombies in this film. And I don't know if massive amounts of zombies was really done at this point, like no, that many. So this like, was like, because this really also trying. introduced the running zombie. Nah, I don't, 28 Days Later did. Was this before or after? After. 28 Days Later, it was. I'm not 100% Which is in my sure. list, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I'm just going to look it up quickly. That's fair. To me, 28 Days Later was the first, 2002. Okay. That was one year before. So it must have been, yeah, would have been before. Because um, I didn't realise, I mustn't have seen 28 Days Later first. I saw that in I the cinema as well. <laughs> yes, I would have seen Dawn of the Dead first. So this was the first time that I'd seen zombies running. And that, for me, I don't know, it just triggered a little something in my brain because... Which was, which was nah. Which was, fuck that. No, I'm, I'm done. If, if this was me in this situation, I'd be dead because I can't run for shit. Um, and that, that's, I think that's part and parcel as to what, where that fear comes from with zombie films is because if you don't like the idea of your next door neighbor eating you and you not being able to get away from it. Well, the idea, the zombie thing, I think that made it, apart from it being a massive, like, you know, uh, uh, comment on society and stuff like that and consumerism and that's what it really was, mm. um, it's also the fact that the fact that they are slow moving, but they are everywhere. Yeah. Like you basically, you've got a time limit. Like you, yeah. you, you have, like you're not going to get out of it. You've got a time limit until you get turned into a zombie because like there are, it's overtaken the entire world. There's nothing, you can't get away from it. So the fear is that kind of almost, you know, the isolation fear of what, what COVID is coming around. I reckon, I think we've talked about this, that there might be another whole spring of kind of, different vibe so zombies have that kind of their time you know mm. what i mean that the fear of the isolation the fear not the isolation the fear of like 
everything is against you and, yeah. and kind of stuff like that, where these days the fear has changed. We're not scared of that anymore. We're scared no. of like the isolation and, and stuff like that. We've talked about this in early episodes where the the whole vibe of horror is going to change because we're yeah. going to start being scared of different things. Well, it changes. It, it is, it's on a cycle. So whatever it sort of represents, whatever's happening in the world at that time. And, you know, this is the time that we're in. So it's sort of moving into something new. Yeah. There's so many, like, like if you notice heaps of stuff now coming out, it's like uh, virus vibes. I mean, we always had virus movies, outbreak and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, 28 days later, the zombies are kind of like the spreading virus. I mean, when COVID happened, everyone was like likening it to a zombie outbreak without yeah. the zombies. It was basically that without it. Yeah. Like it was spreading that far. Cause, so you can imagine, like, imagine like, yeah, like COVID got around the whole world that easily. Imagine zombies. Yeah. And again, zombies can't fly planes. No, zombies can't fly planes. But can you imagine people being told to stay inside because there are zombies outside? You can't tell me to stay inside my house. Take away my freedoms. Yeah. Take away. My, there, there's no such thing as zombies. There's one. There's no such thing. Yeah. Up. Oh, it's it's attached to your neck. Up. Oh, it's ripping your precious neck flesh. Up. Oh, you, yeah, like you're dead. Up. Oh, you're a zombie. Of, the, the, the anti-vaxxers that are dying of COVID and still on their last breath are like, it's not real. That's <laughs> like, seriously happening. And I'm like, yep. Well, maybe they're right. They're not. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Dawn of the Dead remake. It was uh to me it was like a, a good pivotal point in like it was kind of bringing zombies back into the mainstream kind of thing but it was yeah. also in my opinion as well the death of zombies it was like mainstreaming it to death this was the beginning yeah it was literally is, the beginning of the end yeah because after is, slowly after this we got the walking dead series and and then everything Marvel everything was zombies. zombies yeah <laughs> everything was zombies yeah and and then that's why we don't like zombies these days because we're a bit burnt out on them um but I'm trying to. We're going to try and show you. There's still some zombie love left in the in the world. Definitely. Um, one of my next ones is a 2019 film called Little Monsters, uh, directed by Abe Forsyth. Um, it's there. It stars. Uh, please excuse me, Lupita Nyong'o um, and Josh Gad. For some reason, um, he does the voice of Olaf in the Frozen. He's in. He's in a bunch of stuff. Olaf. Um, so this is actually an Australian film. Hey, I've seen this. Have you? Yeah. I really like this film. So it's like this really losery kind of guy tags along on his uh, nephew's like trip, like school trip. Um, and of course the teacher is played by Lupita. Um, she's just this really happy go lucky kind of like lady who's looking after these kids. They go to this petting zoo. Um, something happens. And of course the zombies outbreak. She doesn't want to distress the children so she basically just treats this as it's just something we've got to get around something we've got to do and she's trying to navigate these kids out of this sort of situation with the positivity of a kindergarten teacher um so there's all these different things but then at certain points she's like she's got to go kill some zombies and she's there and she's like you know beating them to death and we get this really cool sort of comedy sequence of course like the young nephew he's got an allergy so we start having that situation rear its ugly head um all these things happening josh gad is there he's playing some like this brutish american sort of performer like children's performer he's got puppets and stuff Um, so at one point we get this little zombie puppet which is also really cool and just stupid but that sort of it's that kind of little thing that makes it better for me um so th- this one's just a lot of fun yeah sounds good yeah 
Very much so. That's all I really need to say about that. Is it one of your, your, your picks? Yeah. It I is. know, yeah, all yours are like pulling the genre into fun. Yeah. Uh, my next one is I'm just going to talk about, I mean, we just, we talked about, you know, 28 Days Later. I mean, we, we have to mention it, like kind of thing. Yeah. It was such a cool film. It may have had the loudest opening of any film known to man. Mm-hmm. If I remember, it was like a monkey screaming in a cage. And in the cinema, it was so loud. Yeah. I remember that it hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it goes into the thing where the guy, I'm pretty sure he, wake, he just wakes up in hospital. It's one yeah. of those ones kind of thing. And he's like been in a... He's been in a car crash or something like that. I can't remember why he was in hospital, but like he's missed the whole apocalypse. Yeah. He's which just is, hanging out. Which is exactly what happens in Walking Dead. Yeah. That's the opening of Walking Dead. I'm pretty sure that Robert Kirkman took it straight from 28 Days Later because he never thought it was going to go as big as it did. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, He wakes up and you get this whole like London cleared out and they actually cleared out like time. Is it Times Square? No. What's it called? The the middle of London. like um Piccadilly? Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, so it's not CG'd. It's like they emptied out the city for yeah. like these shots. And uh, it's got this really cool music like in the background, like really at the time modern music to have in a film like this. Uh, yeah. And really like fucking hot gun editing and shit. And, you know, and it introduced the fucking the zombies. So the zombies, zombies first come on, you're like, oh, they're way over there. That's fine. And then you just see them start fucking bolting. And yeah. they, they don't just bolt in this one. They fucking, they are like, Every fiber of their existence needs to get to these people to kill them, and you're just like, Goo. yeah, that's a yeah, that for me is just like I'm out. I've got no regard for themselves, and I, yeah, and then like we can obviously quickly mention. I'm just gonna mention like World War Z kind of thing, like taking that kind of vibe. Was it Max Brooks? Was yeah, the writer. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like World War Z the film. It's stupid, but I really liked the video game. I thought the video game was so good. See, like, I haven't played the video game, but just because out, you've recommended it, I'll probably pick it up. Well, it's f- they're about to do a new one. There's like, yeah. I mean, there's new like there's new maps and everything, but the graphics are so good, and it's just so to play it with a bunch of people. It's like you know, Left for Dead. Yeah, but it's just to me, it's better. It's yeah. more fun. It's funner. There's whole and you're just like. Pfft. Blowing them away and his guts and fucking arms going That's everywhere. That's all I want in a video game. Exactly. And then, because you know, what's the other one? Back for Blood. Yeah. It's got some bad reviews. It's on Game Pass in next tomorrow. Really? Oh, oh well, when we're recording this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Or Fuck. the next day. Yeah. I don't even have to like make a decision of whether to buy it or not. I'm just going to get it for free. That's crazy. And, uh, and that... So, yeah, 28 Days Later, then World War Z, and then World War Z, the game, to uh, Left for Dead. All this shit is, like, spiraling. This is all from that genre of zombie film. It's like, you know, there's that whole thing of, like, the, the, the mob mentality running zombies. They, there's so many of them, they can get up skyscrapers and shit because they just pile on each other. Yeah. Right? And that happens in the game, and it's wicked. Like, you, you have bits where you fortify yourself in things, and they start piling up over it and shit, and it's like, yeah, this is wicked. You set up <laughs> miniguns, so as they're running through, they start getting slammed. You set up barbed wire fences, so they're trying to... Because you, uh, you go, oh, if they're going to run through here, you know, they're, yeah. I'll put a barbed wire fence here. You get a certain amount of traps to put up, and it's just fun. Like, it's just a fun game. It wasn't long enough. It yeah. only had, like, four maps, and that was the problem kind of thing. But if they're adding maps into it, then... Yeah, the graphics were just so nice and crisp. Like, yeah, right. Oh, 
Anyhow. I'll give it a go. That's my 28 days review, which has nothing to do with 28 <laughs> days. Well, that's all right. Uh, well, my next one, um, I've only got a couple left. Um, so my next one is One Cut of the Dead. Oh, yeah. This was one of mine as well, but you stole it before. I'm me. so sorry. So 2017, directed by Sinchiro Yuida. I apologize if again. If you butchered his name. I probably did. Um, so it's basically like this film crew who are going in to shoot a zombie film and for some reason that there are zombies. Yeah. So this is this film is a low-budget film. Like yeah. It looks like it's just a piece of shit when you first start watching it. When we first... Because we did an episode on it. Mm, we did. When you, um, when you first start watching this film, you're just like, this is fucking rubbish. This mm-hmm. is a low-budget hot mess. And as it goes on, you realize that you this film is fucking genius. Like yep. the complexity and the continuity in this film are like nothing I'd ever seen in a film. So this is definitely a filmmaker's film. Yeah. Um, if you want to, it, it's it is about zombies, but it's also just about you know it's like um what, what I got from that that the curse film that we watched. Like it's low budget looking, but the whole thing that drives it is. The cleverness yeah. of it, the writing and the idea behind it. Like, it's not, you know, it's not known like, you know, fucking Dawn of the Dead because it had a cool scene in it. It's known because it, like, it has a, a, a layered element of, of yeah. writing skill. Well, it's like a movie within a movie. Within a movie. Within a movie. But yeah, just everything from this. So, like, the acting is phenomenal. The So, there's actors acting as actors that yeah. are acting. Like, you, there's like. <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, oh, man. It's, this is probably one of the best films that, one of the best zombie films of all time. Yeah, it's weird, it's weird to say that. And the opening scene is so bad <laughs> that you'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about, guys? But just keep watching it. Yeah. Like, just keep going. Just keep going because it's, yeah, it's so good. I don't like, want to spoil it either. Like, it's, it's, it's on Shutter as well. So just if you've got your little Shutter... And it's kind of like a found footage within a found footage, edited within a found footage, yeah. and then they make a film with the found footage and like yeah. shit. Like, go go go, get into it. And it's got a, con- a, a, a kind of adorable storyline running through it as well. Right? Really does. Everything about this film is just good. And the shit that happens in the film, where you're like, why is that happening? And like, it's not like last week's bloody thirteen ghosts. You no. get answers. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, oh, he did that because at that moment because. Later on, when you see like a, from a, the film from a different angle, you're like, "That's what was happening at that time." Yeah, yeah, right. It Sick. all it all sits. It's all nice, neat little package. It is of a perfect zombie film. And Definitely, you, you always is that was that was it Japanese? Uh, yeah, I think it's Japanese, Japanese yeah. or Korean. No, it's Japanese. And is that all? Yep. Yeah. Speaking of Japanese films, my next one is "I Am a Hero." Oh, that was good. So this is just like there's there's the only reason this film is good. Is just because it's good. Yeah. Like, it has the right amount of violence in it. It has the right amount of everything. It's weird. Like, mm-hmm. um, so the storyline is, oh, what was the storyline? So it's based on a manga. Yeah, it's based on so a manga. in so, Japan, guns are pretty much illegal. They're not, not everyone has yeah, a not gun. not even criminals have guns. No. It's like the, the, the Yakuza just no. beat people up, which is like kind of adorable crime. <laughs> 
Tell that to the Yakuza. Yeah. Um, so in Japan, there's this one guy. He's like a he's an illustrator. He's just he's a bit of a loser. Um, of course, he has like massive mental problems as well. Like yeah. as in like he has severe depression and uh, bipolarism and, and stuff like that. He has hallucinations uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the main character. Yeah. So he has um, for some reason he has a gun. He has a gun that uh, he has like an old Winchester gun, like shotgun that is passed down from his grandfather that used to do like competitive shooting or something like mm-hmm. that. So, and he, somehow through the generations, he has obtained this and just kept it and he's got it. And because he's like so crazy and hallucinating, he doesn't, he's, he like stays up all night holding the gun and, and that keep he's, and he like constantly hallucinates like people's faces in the wall and stuff. So he's, he's, he's got a terrible life mm. and at night he can sleep in the daytime. He can sleep. Yeah, and um, so and then a zombie apocalypse happens, and to him it's fine because he is living with this horror mm. of like his hallucination. So at first he doesn't even know that it's a, an outbreak. He just thinks he's hallucinating, and that's what this weird vibe. And the zombies in this are, are definitely a different vibe to any other zombie. So they don't see themselves as like zombies. They see themselves that every part of their body is just. Right, they don't walk on two legs because to them, every part, it's just a, they just have to get to their food any way they can. So they'll yeah. just like break their legs over their own bodies and shit and like just move towards shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't see that this is their head and it has to be at the top. They'll go upside down. They'll move sideways. They'll just be however they can move, they will move. When mm. It's a cool idea. It is. It's terrifying. Yeah. It, you yeah. imagine having someone like that running towards you? Like no, they're not even walking. running. They're yeah. like kind of moving over themselves, like and then breaking their limbs in different ways that they can just move forward and shit. And like, and like, <laughs> and you've got this story. He's like, you know, he he starts to become this hero through this story because he nothing really phases him. No, like, and he's got this gun and the and like, it's just a, a it was a breath of fresh air in the whole genre. I was just like, it it it's not. It, it wasn't doing anything new, but it was. Well, for a film as well that is um, taken from, a, like adapted from a manga series, like we all know that a lot of live action films based on manga are don't stand alone. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you haven't read the original books that they're like based on, you don't get anything out of them. They just seem like husks of yeah. movies. But this is. Its own film. Yeah, this is a standalone. So I haven't read the manga, obviously. Um, the but, manga is fucked. Yeah, but you got me to watch the film. I watched it with Liz. We both loved it. It was insane. Like that one zombie that's like face was caved in and it just kept <laughs> running around the parking lot. And smashing into shit. And because you realise that in its past life, it was like a pole vaulter. Yeah. So it was just running to prepare itself to fucking vault up to where oh, it needed yeah, so to be. Yeah, so all the zombies kind of maintain uh, their highest, the thing that was kind of affecting them the most. So, like, there'll be, like, zombie businessmen that are, like, still going to work and yep. shit and, like, and uh, and stuff like that. And and it's, it is another, like, another commentary on that whole thing. And uh, it, it's done in a way that I thought was quite unique and cool. Mm. Like the idea of the, yeah, the zombie pole vaulter that just keeps on pole vaulting himself into shit. Yeah, and he's just... <laughs> but he's also doing it because there's still this level of intelligence with them. They're not just mindless beings. There's like, this level of thinking there. 
even if it is just baseline. So their idea is like he's just doing this because he's working out how he's going to get up there. He's working out the best spot to vault. Yeah, they're on a roof and stuff. Has a has some fucking pretty violent scenes as well. The bit where he finally brings out the gun and shit because mm-hmm. he doesn't fire the gun because he only has like a certain amount of bullets. Yeah, he but really does. But then one scene he has unlimited bullets. <laughs> Don't don't question it. No, nah, I don't because I wanted to see that shit happen. And like, you know, you've got your yeah yeah, you've got all your, your zombie normalness in it. You got like the dickhead who fucking betrays people. You got yeah. like the whole uh, zombie like survivalist outposts and stuff. But it's just fucking a good film. Like, mm, it is. I it's definitely... weird that a lot of the time we're finding like a lot of the. Are you finding recently a lot of our really really good films are foreign films? Yeah. Like, and it's strange because, like, I when I go to think of a film, I don't necessarily the first thing I don't think of is is not a foreign film. But no. every time we do these episodes, we find the like, first things I think about are a lot of these foreign films. So maybe we need to introduce some more foreign films. Well, we've been doing heaps of them. We have. Yeah, we're not, we're not more of that. More. You want more? More. More foreign horror. You can tell us. You let us know if you want more foreign horror. Let us know in the comments. Woo. Yeah, don't. Uh, anyway, so that I am a hero. Um, what year was that, Jane? Um, I think that was like 2017, 2018. The film is 2015. Oh, God. Look at me failing at life today. Yeah, no, nah, but get into it. 100%, yes. Uh, so my final film of the day is, of course, Night of the Creeps, 1986, Directed by Fred Decker and starring our Lord and Saviour, Tom Atkins. I reckon I'm wearing my Tom Atkins t-shirt. Are you? Yes! I'm wearing my Tom Tom Atkins rules. Oh, you should have messaged. We could have been twins today. Wait, have you got the same one? I've got the yellow one. Oh, like reverse colours? My shirt's yellow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never seen you have that. Oh, really? No, I didn't know. Oh, there you go. Um, So, you know, it's it's like an alien experiment that comes down to Earth, creates zombies, uh... Body gets frozen as uh, back in the. Is it a homage this film to Shiver? Yeah. Well, no, Shiver is a homage to this. No, that's Slither. So yes. So Shiver. Shiver. The yes. the Cronenberg film is very similar as well. Like, yeah. But not. But not it's, because it's like the slug. Shiver is the sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sexy. But there's slugs in that one, isn't it? Or am I thinking of another one? There, it's definitely a slug film. There with, is a movie called Slugs, which I definitely want to do an it's episode not on. That. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. Yeah. So, yeah, so it starts in the 60s. There's, like, an alien experiment, uh, crashes to Earth, creates a zombie. It gets packed off into ice and then cut to 1986. It's like this... Frat movie. Frat movie. It's so good. Zombie gets released. Nerds. The the main characters are, like, the nerds trying to get into a fraternity. Yeah. It's not happening. It it has all the fucking, like, the girls fraternities, the the jock fraternity. I love it. It's like a frat film. I love it. Yeah, it's a frat zombie film. So all the frat boys become zombies. And it's, like, it's got the iconic line, like, good news, ladies. Your dates are here. The bad news is they're They're dead. dead. They're dead. And and then you get, yeah, you got Tom Atkins coming in with his, like, most powerful moustache he's ever had. Yeah. And he's this plays, like, the, the, uh, you know, the... I was going to say disenfranchised. The, no, the, the, the surly detective yep. who's, you know, like was affected by the first outbreak in a way. We're not going to get into that. But he's just like this one-liner fucking gun-toting, moustache-toting detective. Beer-drinking. Drinking. Like, yeah. 
and he just says lines, and he's it's like it's like the pinnacle, and it's all comedy. Yeah, it's all comedy, and so but we do get but, some but really horror cool horror comedy. Yeah. yeah, we get some really cool gore scenes. We get like the faces that are kind of just slipped off, and we to reveal like some goreish, like skeletal muscle grossness. Does it have so aliens good. in it at one stage? Yeah, the very beginning. It's like the little alien that's running through the yeah, corridor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the little aliens. Um, yeah, this film has everything. I, I it just. It just speaks to me. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those films. It's like not, uh, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Like, that speaks to me, which is also Tom Atkins. Exactly. Supporting no moustache? No, that? he had a moustache in there. He had a moustache? In the fog, I think he's not got a moustache. They were saying he was in as a dad the other day. He didn't have a moustache. That's not okay. Yeah, it's bullshit, isn't it? No, he, he needs his moustache. He does. Um, but, yeah, Night of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. Check If you've never watched it, check it out. It is a 1986 horror comedy. Yep. But it does a, it's got the violence in it. It's got different tones as well. Like, it starts as an alien slug film and ends in a zombie uh, carnage. Almost like, you know, you got a, a massive carnage scene of just Tom Atkins letting loose, killing a whole bunch of frat boys. Yep. <laughs> what more could you want out of a film? Exactly. Honestly, nothing. With, like, one-liners. Yeah, that line. It's good news and bad news, ladies. Good news is your dates are here. The bad news is, pause, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> just holding a massive revolver, oh, so looking good. out a, a window, like just saying that line with a, 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 a trench coat on. He's just, he's oh. manly. It's weird because he's not manly, but he is. His moustache is just so powerful that yeah. like he can't, like, ha- like no one can handle it. Perfection. Perfection in a moustache. You know that action figure? Yeah, that's fucking expensive now. I know. I really wish I had it. There's a, there's a Night of the Creeps Tom Atkins action figure, which mm-hmm. has his moustache as It accessory. was released purely by, I think, Shout Factory yeah, it's as, got one of those... as part of their deal. So it was never released worldwide. So it's hard to get. It's kind of yeah. like the Night of the Demons one that they did as well. Yeah. Okay. And that's one of those weird action figures that's wearing actual clothes. Yeah. Like they had to make little... Shirts, it's like the little Mego ones. Yeah, I don't like that. No, me neither. And yeah, I still want it. Anyway, my anyway. La- uh, my last one is the Reanimator. That's a zombie film, isn't I, it? Look, I'm gonna say yes because I wanted to like pick a one that wasn't just like you know that old um you know the virus one and stuff like that. And so it's a reanimation of the dead, which yeah. deep down is just what zombies are, aren't they? Exactly. So, yeah, the reanimator from... 1986. All my years are terrible. You're calling that off the top of your head? Yes. 1985. Damn. And then again, like, shit like that, because we live in Australia, we got shit like a year later, so you're probably remembering. I'm terrible with my years today. Usually I'm pretty good. So, uh, yeah, uh, so we got Jeffrey Combs. Yes, Herbert West. As Herbert West. Yes. One of the raddest characters in horror. Oh, 100%. One hundred percent. So, for those who don't have never heard of it or don't know what it is, um, it basically—I'm uh, just trying to quickly boil it down. It's like a, a medical school, um, and Herbert West, a young up-and-coming like cocksure uh, doctor who studies death. Yep. <laughs> Even though he's a student, but he's more smarter than everyone else. He's like Doogie Howser. He's been exiled from his. Was it like he was in Germany, Germany or Denmark or somewhere like that? He got exiled from that practice, and now he's come. Uh, he's landed his he's landed his feet in America in a medical um, school. He's studying death. He's basically made a glow in the dark, <laughs> green glow in the dark serum that, when you inject it into anything, brings it back to life. Yeah, uh, he's mad, but he's wicked. He's charismatic, but a dickhead. Yep. 
there are some pretty fucking heavy scenes when he's experimenting on cats in this like movie, like and stuff like that. So if you're squeamish towards the old dead cats, uh, I wouldn't. Um, uh, it's pretty full on good gore. This movie has good gore. Yeah, there's beheaded naked men in it, which they drill through all the way through with bone saws and shit. There is gore in this film. There is like some dickhead like uh, there's real good dickhead characters, like the bad characters, like the you know the the. Other, everyone's, there's all the baddies are cocksure. Yeah, well, they're all doctors. So they're all doctors that... who, like, you know, they their research is more important than your research. Yeah. If you're going to disprove my research. But as I've, like, from watching a lot of films recently that have doctors as, like, main characters, they're all very similar. It's all that frat boy mentality. They're all questionable morals and whatnot. But they're all kind of well protected by each other. Yeah, it's very strange. Same as like Hellraiser, Hellbound, Hellraiser yep. Two. That that Doctor, he's in it. Right? He is basically the Doctor in that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, so he uh, he discovers Her- Herbert West's you know discovery or whatever, and so Herbert West takes him out and chops off his head and then brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. And you've got this crazy scene of like you know really really good practical effects of. Like, you know, alive heads in containers and shit. You know, people, people in like, you know, they sort of build deaths that they can get under and shit. Yeah. But it all looks wicked. Yeah. Like, no, it does. Every part of this film was made. And then it goes like, it, it has like a nuts kind of like, a real nuts kind of ending. Like, you know, a real like brain dead ending. Yeah. Like, just, everything just goes fucking crazy at the end. There's fucking cadavers running around everywhere. There's fucking limbs everywhere. There's people everywhere. There's, there's like a weird, sexy. Fucking sex scene between a headless man, old man and a young woman. Oh man! Yeah, that's not not okay. It's not okay, but it's fucking sick. But, <laughs> but it is sick, yeah. Uh, but yeah, reanimated. It's one of my favourites. Like, and it's a um, is it a uh, fuck? Who's what's it originally based on the story? Um, who wrote uh, it? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Not Lovecraft. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah Lovecraft film. So you can't go wrong with a Lovecraft film. Did um he do the Beyond as well? I think so. Which has all the exact same the exact, actors in it. Literally the exact same the whole cast. cast. Everyone. Everyone's in uh, which is another great film, but yep. nothing to do with zombies, so I can't talk about that. But yeah, the Reanimator. I mean, you know it. You've seen the injection on yep. the poster, the bright blue, glow in the dark, it's green, coolant. I'm pretty yep. sure it's just coolant with yeah. with like under a fucking black light or something. Well, I like think that. they just used um, glow sticks. They just that was it. Yeah, glow they did. And chucked it in the glow stick liquid. Yeah, yeah. And because he keeps it in the fridge, which is like and it was probably the fridge was on the whole time. We keep the light on, so when he pulls it out, it's just fucking glowing. Yeah, which is so good. Yeah, this film is fantastic. It's probably one of my new favorites. I think we did an episode on this yeah. as well. Like we did a full episode. Did you? Uh, and you hadn't what? Uh, it wasn't your favorite until then. You hadn't watched it in a while. I hadn't watched it in a very long while. It's, it stands up. There are those films, like the horror films that we get into, that like don't use, that are standing up mm. forever. Yeah. And you know if they're still standing up like 35 years later, they're just going to be around forever. I watched a film uh, this week, just casually, uh, called, uh, it's my first Hammer film. Oh, yeah. I'd never seen any Hammer films ever in my life. That's and, fair. And I looked it up and like, and I saw it, got it. And it was called um, it was called Quartermass in the Pit. Oh yeah, have you heard of that? I have heard. So of this it. Quartermass character is in heaps of Hammer films, like, and I'd never heard of it. And I, my friend who's uh, Ian, who does Gamma Rays, yes, he's fully into his Hammer films. And yeah. I wrote, I saw my first Hammer film, Quartermass in the Pit. He goes, "You just seen the best one? Yeah, he started with the best one. Yeah, and it was so interesting. It's full science. It had this crazy like demon bug locust head floating in the sky at the end, which I found quite unnerving. <laughs> Because it didn't move. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like there witnessing the events that were going on and shit. And I'm like, 
This is a great idea. It made sense. Way more than 13 ghosts. <laughs> You're forever not going to... Well, 13 ghosts now is the benchmark of not making sense, like not even bothering to explain scenes. Oh, crazy. But yeah, so that's our kind of a, our little delve into zombie films. There are, you know, you can go like so much deeper. As I said, oh, you yeah. can say, um, I also love like the video dead. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that? That is a low budget. Hot, Hot mess. mess. Yeah, for it sure. It is so low budget, but I'm just, I love it. The idea of a fucking, the t- they come out the TV like the zombies. Um, what is some other one? You know, you've got Fulci's zombie. You've got Shockwaves. You've got um, Zombieland even. Using, yeah, it's the Zombieland one. Like, People love those ones. I don't particularly like them, So, but it's fine. You can love yeah. those films. Like, the, the fact that they made a second one proved that it had a massive following. Cause, like, they shouldn't have made it. Yeah, uh, there's like that fucking bad. Drew Barrymore TV show where she's a zombie. Oh, yeah, the Santa Clarita Diet one. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So yeah. zombies are still around. Walking Dead. We've yeah. mentioned Walking Dead. It's To me, I own a comic shop. I've worked in comic shops. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> they finished it. I was so happy. You see what Robert Kirkman did when he finished that? So to he Robert Kirkman, he, he does some shit things, but he's also has some good ideas. So he didn't want, because it was going to be the last issue of walking dead he didn't want it all taken up by the you know the fucking the flippers they call them you know the dudes who come in they know a comic's gonna be worth money so they come in and buy it all then the people wanting to read it can't get it so he didn't announce that he was ending the book he solicited two more issues after the end so no one knew it was going to be the end issue yeah so it was like number i don't know what it was it was like 154 or something like that um but there was still two more solicited after that they didn't exist so he never announced it was going to be the end, and he just it, it came out that morning. People read it, and then it just said, and it just ended. So no one knew it was going to end because oh. everyone thought. And then those uh, two solicited ones after just disappeared. Yeah. So he did. He and he said, "I just wanted the people that were reading it the whole time that had been with me the whole seventeen years that they were writing it. I wanted them to get it. Yeah. And not like the the people who just buy shit to flip and Which make money. Which is fair. These it's people great... are fucking ruining everything. Yeah. And um, it was a great idea and it was wicked. We had dudes pouring in going, oh, do you have this? And we're like, nah. Yeah. We only got it in for the people that were like subscribed to it. We didn't get any, we didn't get any extras because like, why would we? We didn't know it was the last one. And I think tw- it was only 24 hours before it came out. He got announced that it was the end. Oh, gosh. And he just like, the end. Done. Son That's of a it, bitch. guys. Yeah, it was a, it was such a kind of cool thing and refreshing thing to do. Like comics, it's hard to do a refreshing, cool thing. They do it every now and then. Like I remember, it's always Image comics. Mm. Like they'll bring out, they'll just send you a volume one of a comic that hasn't even come out in issues yet for free before it's even been announced. And it's just like here it is. Yeah, they did it to Die Die Die, which yeah, was okay. one of them. Um, and yeah, and you're just like here it is. Trying to just, like, invigorate the comic world again. Like, trying to make it, you know, stir well, feel rock that, the boat a bit. Like, Image are doing probably the best. Like, I know that there's a lot of Aftershock stuff that I tend to pick up from you guys. Aftershock? Yeah, yeah. they do some good horror stuff and stuff like that. Aftershock's doing good. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch. TKO's doing really good at the moment. They're doing, so they're just a full graphic novel one. So people like Jeff Lemire, um, uh uh, all those big names, all those big names, uh, Garth Ennis, all those big names are all gone on to TKO. Yeah. To do these pure graphic, like OGNs, original graphic novels. They never come out as issues. The world, the, the, the landscape of comics is changing really hard at the moment, especially with COVID. Yeah. Everything's changing. Next year, it's going to be a different game again. We don't know what it's going to be. All right. You know, Marvel and DC are moving around the whole 
the everything, you know, like they're, they're, they're splitting off their distributors. Shit's not working. Shit is working. Crazy stuff's happening. Yeah. But next year, this same time, be a different whole story. We'll see. We'll do a, a you know, this has nothing to do with horror. It doesn't, but you know, we like to chat about these things. I mean, I mean in the industry, people might be interested in it to know yeah. kind of that kind of stuff. It's nothing you can't read on, like, ain't it cool though? Well, especially. There is a paper shortage. So, yeah. Uh, you do realize it's coming up to Christmas now. Marvel doesn't have any, not one, in print Spider Man book. No graphic novels for Spider Man. All out of print. They can't print them. There's no more paper to print them on. And about to come up to Christmas. There are. No Spider-Man books available for Christmas. Oh, shit. None. But the comic issues, maybe, the ones that are coming out, but like the graphic novels, so stuff like, you know, Spider-Verse, Spider-Geddon, Superior Spider-Man, Maximum Carnage, all that shit. Can't get it. Jeez. It's not available on Diamond. It's not available on their Penguin site or anything like that. On their own distributor, it's not available. Christmas is going to be interesting. Yeah, I stocked up. I noticed it was they were dying, and I bought like sixty graphic novels of like back in the day. And the next day, I checked, and they were all gone. You couldn't get them after that. Yeah, I got them though. Good. Greenlight comic. Come get your Spider Man. What's left? Damn right. <laughs> it's going to be nothing but advertising for Spider Man. Price just went up. Oh yeah, four hundred dollars per <laughs> trade. But anyhow, let's. That's nothing to do with that. I'm sorry. I've just banged on for like twenty minutes about the comic industry. It's what I do. It's what I am. Deal with it. The end. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do the outro yeah. of, the, of this one. I forget. Um, so we, you've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast, the splatter chatter where we just bang on about fucking horror shit or comic industry apparently these Whatever days. we want. We're available on all major podcasting services uh, and also the YouTube. But no, no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review, share with your friends, you know, set it. You know, record a copy of this onto a cassette tape and put it onto a firework and shoot it out into the into the community. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do all that shit. You know, we're, 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 all right, we don't make money here. We don't have a Patreon. We don't anything. We do this just for the love. It's just actually the same me and Jen want to do. Because, yeah. like, we know. Because it doesn't have that kind of a thing attached to it, we, it makes us feel better about ourselves. But we do want you to listen to it. And we yeah, want to make do. it feel like it's worth like, this. But which we do have. There are so many people that follow us and are great and always come up to us at cons or into our shops and say hi and stuff like that. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. Uh, you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram or uh, at Terrorvision Pod on Instagram. Um, or you can send us an email on TerrorvisionPod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Mm. We have T-shirts, uh, which are available. We're getting actually pretty low on them at the moment. Let's do another we run. We're going to yeah. do another run probably. I can do, what should we do? Some jumpers with some different... Oh, yeah, yeah, Coming it's, into it's summer. Summer, get some jumpers. <laughs> It's my vibe. We'll do another. I think we're going to do the, maybe the Ouija board on a T-shirt. People seem to like that. We have the Ouija board stickers. Remember, be kind. Rewind. Rewind.